episode of Real Conversations About Aging Parents. This is your host, Rebecca Tapia, and I've got an extra special episode for you today. I have my daughter, Arasana, with me. You want to say hi, Ari? Hello. So I mentioned her back in the podcast about reasonable risk, and I think that's an important concept, and I wanted to take a moment first, Ari, to ask you about that and your perception of reasonable risk, and then later to pepper you with a lot of questions I haven't asked you before to see what your perceptions are of me as an aging parent. Hmm. Okay. So we talked about how you learned about at camp, uh, the reasonable risk concept. Can you tell everyone a little bit about what you feel reasonable risk is and how it applies in your life? Hmm. I think that life is all about choices and how you deal with what you were given. And when it comes to choices, some choices probably have more likable outcomes than others, I suppose. Um, The reason why Camp Champions teaches you about reasonable risks is because once you take a reasonable risk, you evolve as a human being. Um, My perception on reasonable risks is, well, I'll have to give you an example. So let's say that you, um, you're kind of nervous around like new people and making friends is a reasonable risk for you. Um, once you complete that reasonable risk, it helps you feel a lot more complete. And it's kind of like a snowball effect, right? Once you do one, it makes it easier to do another and it makes it easier to do another. It kind of just goes with everything that you can do, whether it's being kind or being rude. Reasonable risks is about kind of taking an opportunity and jumping on a chance. Of course, the risk has to be reasonable. I'm, that was more about what a risk is. Of course, it has to be reasonable. But I feel like life itself is a chance. And then there are a bunch of many chances in it that can lead to something that you really are proud of. So... I don't know. I don't think you've listened to that podcast because I don't know that you're a loyal podcast listener yet. Not at all. Um, so what I said was that everybody takes a look at a particular action and can go through in their head whether or not it's a reasonable risk for them. And so the way that we talked about it on the podcast was somebody may feel like, oh, that person is uh, – too disabled or too old to be doing, you know, whatever this activity is and that they can look at the activity and assuming that they have their mental capacity about them, that, that there is obviously the ethos is to respect their autonomy, to make a decision about what's a reasonable risk for them at a certain age. And so when you're young, like you, you're 12 years old, you think about things differently than Mm -hmm. I do. I'm 41. And then, then your grandparents do, or even your great grandparents. Mm. Everybody has a different way of sort of calculating what that is. So mm. well, I appreciate you following up on that with us because I mentioned it in a prior episode. But the real reason I brought you here was to pepper you with questions mm. that I haven't prepared you to answer. So maybe it's totally unfair. What do you think? I think it's actually pretty fair considering they don't know the questions. Okay. That just makes it more fair. So, do you think your mom is, like, old or young? Hmm. Well, it kind of just depends on 
what case it would be. Suppose, like, if you were to go to, um, maybe, like, a college, that would feel pretty old. But you would feel pretty young if you went to a senior citizen's home. Oh, no, no. no. Do you think I'm old or young? Uh, hmm. I guess you're kind of in the middle. Yeah. Because sometimes it depends on when, where, too. Sometimes I look at my mom and, like, if you take me to school or something, and I kind of look around at everybody and I look around at you and I'm like, you look kind of old compared to these people. But then if you were to take me to, like, a restaurant, I look around and be like, oh, you look pretty young. Oh. Interesting. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. I don't know. You're just my mom. Okay. I feel like if I were to call you old, then you get kind of offended. But if I were to call you young, I feel weird. So my question is, the fact that your grand, your great grandmother lives with you, hmm. how has that? She's lived with you since you were five. Okay. And you're twelve. How has that hmm. impacted your life? Hmm. I'm not sure how it has impacted my life, actually, because I've never been able to see my life or remember it without her there. Yeah. But if I were to take a guess, I feel like things would feel a lot less secure because sometimes people get um, fragile when there's diversity, but most of the time when there is diversity, it just helps you kind of open your eyes you mean diversity of the people around you. So you have somebody around you that yes. has a different life view and life experience. Hmm. I think maybe it's, well, she's definitely helped a lot in numerous ways, like taking care of like the pets, you know, when we get gone sometimes and just kind of like being there. Actually, I'm not completely sure. So you're in a formative stage. So you're, 12, which is your brain is very actively learning about the world and making sense of it as a child. Yeah. Your brain learns through inferring and, and getting impressions of how things yes. you, you inherit ideas, values, and beliefs from us, whether we like it or not. Right. Mm -hmm. You're born with a blank slate and you have to look at what your mom and dad think and do and the people around you, what they think and do, and you have to make sense of it. And so my question is, as young as 12, what is your, I don't even know if you have this developed yet, but what is your concept of honoring your, your father or your mother or how you should take care of them? Like what, what is already in your brain about that? Well, I think that the reason why you took care of Banana is because when you were building the house in the first place, you saw that she was struggling and you saw that you had some extra space. Well, I don't think you had extra space because you couldn't tell in the first place, but you saw that you had a chance and an opportunity to take her in. And... Pineapple. My impression is, is that it's a thing, it's a phenomenon that has been going on since the beginning of human history. Kind of like where your parents they're people and kind of their job at this stage is to take care of you and to look after you for the better of the human race. And 
I think that then it starts to reverse, and then the child starts to grow in a better position to take care of people, but then the person that they were taking care of, which is most likely their parents, start to almost say deteriorate, but they start to kind of like lose that. And they start to lose that ability to operate the same way. Okay, Ari. So my question is, where does that concept come from? You said oh, that there was a... Oh, I wasn't finished about the human okay, go ahead. thing. Sorry. Um, well, I think it's just kind of like for the better of our population, I suppose. I think in my personal opinion about how I feel about taking care of your parents at home is that it truly is kind of up to you because if you can't actually provide for them, you're kind of better off being nothing to them. Well, not like nothing to them as in like you don't deserve to see them or call them, but some people at this age aren't really in that same spot. And it's truly, really devastating, but you have to make sure that you can handle that responsibility just as parents that are going to have a newborn have to make sure that they can handle responsibility of an actual child. So do you feel pressure because I'm such an awesome mom to like take care of me if I needed it? Uh, yeah, but I think that is it because I'm pressuring you right now in front of everybody. Oh no, I don't. Well, I don't know how to explain it. I mean, I understand but the reason why I'm not very pressured right now is because I feel like by the time that that starts to happen, then there's already going to be a robot taking care of you. Oh. Interesting. But if that didn't happen, then I think, especially with real estate prices, I, I would because we can't really. Having like five houses is kind of excess. Especially for one family. Okay. Kind of weird. So you think that the real estate prices at that point in time would argue that we would live together because it's economical. Yeah. Interesting. I always wonder how early that sentiment starts about how you feel like the expectations are for your, you know, how you would interact with your parents. So a lot of people see their parents take care of their parents. Does that make sense? Yes. So their parents take care of their grandparents. And then that sets a tone or it sets what's called a modeling behavior that you would pick up on and say, well, good children do this or good daughters do things this way. Now I very intentionally tried to deprogram you for most of that mental stuff because it is very difficult whether you acquire those beliefs or they're, you know, pushed upon you to say, well, here's how a good daughter behaves, you know, X, Y, and Z. And if you don't do this, then you're not a good daughter. Mm. Um, and so do you, so, so, so the modeling is there, but that's just in your environment. So I take care or your dad and I, or all of us help take care of Nana. Right. And you see that, but that's part of your normal life now, mm. but that will increase the likelihood that you in your lifetime do something similar, not necessarily out of your value system or out of pressure, but because it's been modeled for you and now you know what it looks like. 
right? Mm. You know, you have some pointers, you have some life experience with it already, even at 12, um, you know how to interact and to help somebody like that. But I don't ever want it to come across like, you know, this is this is for, for everybody, you know, like everybody should should mm. do that. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. I think what I understand the most is, is that if I do ever take care of you, then I need to keep a thermostat out of your room. What? Why? Because Nana always complains about it. Yeah, she yeah. does. <laughs> I know. It's funny. Anyways. Mm-hmm. So you th- are asking how I feel about that, like if I feel pressured or anything. Right. Well, I also have siblings, so they can just kind of take care of that. <laughs> so you think you've, you've diluted the uh, responsibility? <laughs> no, not really. Well, I think that I do really agree with like what you said, that it's kind of a you thing. And how you feel about who you are in the moment, um, or like not who you are, but your situation in the moment, and how that affects how you can take care of that person. That matters a lot. But my grandma, my grandpa, on both sides, they both live by themselves. And in The Simpsons, they always just kind of drop off grandpa in the nursing home. But now that I think about it, I think it's very important to keep people around when you're surrounded by people like, you know, my age, People haven't seen the same things. They haven't heard the same things. If you have a diverse group of opinions, it can help create a more neutral and factual opinion. Because then it can all oh, filter into one. Well, not filter into one. I'm getting kind of off track. What I meant is, is that I do believe in the benefits of having, of having parents around. Well, hopefully your parents <laughs> believe in the benefits of having your parents around. You mean your grandparents, right? Yeah. You definitely have a benefit from having your parents around, I think. Like, I think. legally, you have to have us around. Mm, sure. So, can you give me three examples of what you think a good daughter is or does? A good daughter is respectful. Well, kind of after seeing all these emo Disney movies about how their parents have, like, always made them to be a good daughter, I'm not completely sure. But I do think that a good person in the first place should respect people. And maybe a daughter specifically's job is to respect their parents. Three examples. So the second one would probably be to have the best of intentions, maybe, even if it doesn't come across that way. But they do care about their family doesn't mean that they don't have boundaries of course but they're still family and even if you don't like them at all you still respect the fact that they're still people wait who in our family do you not like at all oh i don't know i don't know you said that pretty confidently oh i said that very confidently yeah all right i'll give you a pass what about number three Number three, hmm. well, 
I guess it kind of depends on the age, but a good daughter maybe has communicates well with her parents about what she needs, what she wants. Well, can you think of anything else on the topic? Because you know I talk about this all the time. You've heard me do podcasts. Yes. And you've heard me record the course and talk to people about it. So what are your thoughts Ooh. about the topic in general? Ooh, I'm getting excited. This one I've actually been thinking about for a long time. This course is specifically designed for women. Not in like a weird way, but it's just kind of a woman thing. And I think that that actually speaks to a lot of the anti-feminism in our society. Even if it's covered up with all these Karens on the internet, there, there still is because a woman is always expected to love her family, but at work, she's supposed to be very family-minded. No, <laughs> very not family-minded, you know, very professional and all. I think that the topic itself comes from that you're the woman and you don't have a choice except for the fact that you need to be a mother, you need to be pretty, and you Wait, need who to said shine. that? Uh, no one needed to say that we need to be pretty. <laughs> so what message do you get as a 12-year-old girl? Well, as a 12-year-old girl, just because I'm a girl doesn't mean that I'm completely discouraged at all of this, but... It, it gives me a decent perspective thinking about it, but I'm also 12 years old, and I'm surrounded by kind of like the new generation, and what the new generation thinks is, is that, well, what everybody thinks, well, what a lot of people think is that we can just drop them off in the nursing home, and that's about it. Wait, you actually think that? I never said I thought that. Well, well, it's on the Simpsons, I, I guess. <laughs> My opinion on the topic is is that so what it is is it's about aging parents and it's about maybe like you're at an age where you just kind of want to enjoy life, but then they come in with all these expectations, and honestly, I saw this one TikTok. Not TikTok, but I saw this one video and didn't know how to feel about it at first. This lady was saying that people didn't ask to be born and that you shouldn't, like, put all these expectations on them just because you raised them. And in my brain at the time, I was just kind of like, well, you know, they did raise you. You couldn't give back a little. But now I'm not completely sure about how I feel about it. Yeah, that's funny because I have that thought on this topic, which is the reverse is I wanted to have you as a baby. Like I chose that. Now, as you know, not I'm not saying all women choose to have the children they have. There's a whole lot of other complex issues. But for most people, right, I chose to bring you into the world. I, I decided that that was a good idea. And then I raised you and it isn't your responsibility to like, you don't owe me anything. Um, Now after 18, I also don't owe you anything, by the way, Hmm. just to throw that out there. So (laughs) at least financially. So just prepping you for that. But, but this idea is like, I, I don't disagree with the video you saw in, in so far as, 
how I think it's unfair to place that responsibility or that role to sort of have pressure on you to reciprocate. Well, I think it'd be impossible to match the amount of time, money, and resources that go into raising a child these days, even if you took care of me for like 20 years. Um, and, you know, I don't want to put you in that position. I want you to have your own life. And um, But I think the most pure experience of taking care of somebody else is because you want to and because that's part of your value system, not because you feel obligated to do so. And so my secret trick is to just be a really good mom and be really close to you. And then if I need you, then maybe that there will be enough manipulation left to make sure that you take care of me. Hmm. Well, we don't have our grandparents live with us. We just have a great grandparent. And how I feel about this topic is is that I haven't gone through through it. I've just seen it. I haven't I don't have the same perspective, but maybe that's what well, that's why I guess you wanted me here. How I feel about the topic itself is is that thinking that you can control someone just because of what you did for them. First of all, you shouldn't say that you can that they owe you something because you took care of them. Because then that kind of just feels like times where um, you're just saying that you were just being nice to them. That way they can give you back. And maybe that's not a parent's first intention. But you shouldn't bring a human being into the world because they're their own human being, even if genetically they trace to you. And then just trying to model them and sculpt them like play into your ideal version of a human being. Even if you want to raise them to be a decent person, that's not really how I believe it works. But I do believe that when I get older, I want to be able to see myself taking care of you guys. I don't want to see you guys like sleeping on the couch or anything, but at least it was part of like an honor system and a value system from human to human. If you didn't give me anything, then I think that just because you were still my mom and I was old and mature enough and I had my own money and I was in a spot to take care of you, then I think I would help out a bit. If I was Eminem, that'd be a lot different, but... <laughs> yeah, because he has a complicated relationship with his mom. Yeah. I respect him a lot, though, because he, he has boundaries. And boundaries aren't being cold. I don't want to chase the salt to Eminem, but... When I think about boundaries, too, and how it relates to the topic itself, it's, it's not being cold to someone. It's 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 really not... Because there's quite a difference between setting up boundaries and just avoiding someone. Because how would you feel if somebody violated your boundaries? You would feel manipulated. I do want to say, in the type of work that I do, that the vast majority of aging adults don't want 
to rely on their kids or want help from their kids, but there's a subset that expect it and almost use verbal or mental abuse to extract it in the, you know, for family or you, you have to, or a good daughter or a perfect daughter would do this. And so, um, but the fuel to take care of somebody lasts so much longer when it's coming from a value system or from a deep seated um, belief or admiration or love, something like that, like that fuel would just last longer than, oh, I have to do this. So I guess I'll do this. Cause if I don't, then I'm a bad daughter. Like that sucks as a fuel. Yeah. You have a good point. I guess that was kind of how I saw it though. Cause I don't really have parents that do that. So that's kind of what I assumed when I heard from, you know, when I just heard about it. But I guess to summarize it, because I get off track really easily, <laughs> um, is is that it truly just depends on you and your experience with the person and your relationship and your experience with yourself and your relationship with yourself. If that person makes you feel like you're like you're trapped or like maybe if you meet the expectations you'll finally be good enough as a human being now this sounds pretty exaggerated but that's kind of how i see everything because i'm so young <laughs> um then that's not okay the point is is that regardless of what topic it is is that we're all human beings with our own perspective on things and our own experience our own thoughts and our own feelings. And since I'm young, I still feel, well, as a person, I still feel a lot that I'm the only one that feels things. That makes sense? Yeah. Like if somebody tells me like, oh, I have all this doubt and insecurities too, I would believe them. But deep down, I would still be like, but they're another person. And I wouldn't be able to like completely feel like how because I've only been in my body, if that makes sense. Although, in the first place, we're all just human beings and the best option is to treat each other how we would want to be treated. Well, I had one other thought and it's the idea of people pleasing. So people pleasing um, is very common. And I acquired it, I think somehow, I don't know. through modeling or just through, you know, getting a lot of like affirmations from people pleasing, especially at school, which made me a good student. And um, I kind of chuckle because I try very hard with you guys to, to not program in people pleasing because it can be such a problematic behavior. But I, I think I'm shooting myself in the foot because having People pleasing children is much more convenient, <laughs> right? It'd be so much easier if you guys were always concerned whether or not you were uh, helping out and things but we like are, that, right? No, I don't know about that, but <laughs> but you know, so I've like, oh my god, in my you know attempt to be a progressive parent, I've created a non-people pleaser. So you you hopefully been liberated from that, but. I always laugh at myself because mm-hmm. it's, it would have been much easier to raise you guys as people pleasers. Cause then 
um, at least for me, it would be like, oh, very good, very, very agreeable. So, <laughs> oh, I'm already imagining a lot. Or do you already feel like you're a people pleaser even without the programming? Partially, yes. Yeah. It's because I like, um, I don't know how to explain this without sounding vain, but like everybody, when I get praise or like attention, it's almost like, oh, it's a genuine dopamine rush. And it's once you get, it's like candy, you know, like once you get one lick, you want more and more and more and more. That's kind of like my natural tendency. Um, so yes, I do agree with you on that. Um, but I always wonder why people please. Um, I don't try to say this in a condescending way, but when you said stuff about people pleasers, my brain went to the fact that why do people do that? Do they... Is oh, it, well, it's very primitive, right? You want to yes. fit in. You want to feel like a part of the group, like you're but valuable. But, like, what about the group means that their opinion on you is accurate? What do you mean? Well, if I were to get praise from someone, even if I did a horrific job at something or a terrible job, and they gave me, like, you know, good work, like, what about other people's opinions should mean anything does that make sense yes and i'm gonna say that's an entirely separate podcast that we could do just based on that um so i'm gonna ask you to come back on the podcast nice i think this was a good discussion i appreciate you letting me pull you in from the kitchen randomly Mm -hmm. the truth is i recorded two other podcasts and i hated them and I've always wanted to talk to you, and this is much more fun than well, me listening nice. to myself talk. Hmm. Well, the whole point of this segment is to ask me how I feel about the topic, yes? Yes. Because I'm young and because I'm surrounded by, like, um, I don't know, like, y'all, I guess. It'll be a long time to explain, like, having a great-grandmother, having a mom, that's a people-pleaser, and then, or should I say, like, post-people-pleaser. <laughs> Um, and then having a dad, which I don't even know how he plays into this. He's an only child, but yet, yeah, what kind of expectations were put on him? Yeah. Whole other podcast. <laughs> well, thank you, Ari, for but, coming on. I appreciate it. Hmm. Oh, sorry. Did you have something else? Oh, I was going to try my absolute best to use all of those English classes to say the summary. Oh, all the worksheets we had to do. Anyways, um... Just my personal opinion is that it's a it's really is a you thing. But if you have a good relationship with your family, you should just try to keep them close. And boundaries still. But family is family. Awesome. Thank you, Ari. I appreciate you. Thank uh, you for coming on today. Thank you, Mom, for inviting me. Yep. See you soon. I mean, in like five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> So now we have Athena with us. That's my second daughter. Athena, how old are you? Why'd you say it like that? Athena, how old are you? Eight. Eight? Okay. So I was just talking to Ari, and I wanted to know, in an eight-year-old brain, how you think about your parents as they get older, especially knowing that Nana lives with us. Does that, like, pre-program you or put pressure on you? 
to take care of your parents or grandparents when they get older? Um, said that a little bit too fast, but um, can you say that in a more better way? Because I so, can't really understand that. Really. Sorry, that's common with me. Um, so you're eight. Yes. And you see your parents helping take care of their grandparents. Yeah. Do you have thoughts in your head about you taking care of your own parents or your own grandparents? Like usually. Yeah. Like like oh like 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 um like often. Yeah. No, I don't have thoughts often about that. You don't. I don't. Okay. What's it like to have a grandparent, a great grandparent, living with you? Um. I mean, it's nice whenever you get to. Um, it's it's nice to have her because at least um like like you get to see someone from like like your at least you get I, I don't know how to put this really um but um 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 I don't know. You like to have somebody with a different perspective. Yeah, and I like to have. Uh, I um 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 I like to um have someone that is older than me. Well, what I mean is like have like someone. I I don't know how to say this. I don't. Do you feel like your parents are old? Okay, first of all, you don't look like you're 41, right? Yeah. And second of all, Dad doesn't look like he's 42. What do you mean? We look older or younger than that? You look a little bit older. Oh. And Daddy looks a little bit younger. But oh. you also guy. but I can also see that you guys both look younger, but you guys also both look older and that's kind of confusing because i could see that i could see if someone says oh your your mom looks older yeah i can clearly see that then does you somebody say but that I, no 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 but if somebody ever would then i can see that but if somebody ever would All say right, okay, that we're, we're way off topic looks... we are way off topic okay my question is not if i look old or young my question you look Okay, great, thanks. My question is, does your brain feel pressure to take care of me or dad when we get old? When I think about it, medium because I have three, because I have two other siblings. Oh. So I feel, not. whenever I think about it, I don't feel any pressure because I I'm okay with taking care of you guys, and I think I not, might know how to do that and process that a little bit. But I do have two other siblings, so. Oh, yeah. so you're thinking that y'all might like divide and conquer or something? I don't know. Like, who would have dad and who would have mom? Yeah, I think so. You would trade off or something? I think you'd have both. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I'm 
I don't feel pressure that much at all, but I know that Ari might feel a little bit of pressure because she is the older one and she's the one that's usually more responsible. So she might think, oh, they won't take care of them, so then I'll take care of them. But I think, no, I can take care of them. Oh, so you're pre-predicting or thinking that... I don't know, maybe. That Ari might feel that responsibility more because she's older. Yeah. Oh, okay. What? Did did, did she say that? No. I think she did. I don't think she did at all. Oh. Did did, did she say she's not that worried? Yeah, she's not that worried. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And And I don't want you to be either, right? So... I, I don't, I don't. So, 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 um, so you're happy about a book perspective because, um, yeah, we're both not worried. Yeah. Well, I don't want you to be, and I, and I don't mean to pull you into a difficult topic, but I always wonder, like, how I early. I love Nana. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Tell me more about that. <laughs> okay. The reason why I said that was because I was thinking of what to say. Whenever you ask me, what? Okay. Whenever you ask me, um, blah 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 about Nana and stuff, I was like, oh, oh you do, oh I see because when I asked you at the beginning what it was like to live with a great grandparent, I liked living with her because she's funny because she's old because she's like David, my my mouth's not working. Because she had a black screen. She just accidentally turned it off. (laughs) Or, or, David, my lamp isn't working. Nana, you accidentally unplugged it somehow. (laughs) So, so you find some comic relief. And I like kind of, like, visiting her. And I love, um, (laughs) and her birds. Um, I love looking at them. For some reason, one of them. It's losing feathers on one side and has lots of feathers on the other. Oh. So that, that's really weird. So you like um, her birds and you think, think it's fun. To have her around and uh, and not you not not most people get to see their grandparents and get to have them, I mean their great-great-grandparents, and get to have them in the house because they're usually dead. Okay, well. And I like the, and I, and I like the, um, and I like the feeling of having someone in the house, um, and I like how funny she is because she turn because when you're just sitting around doing nothing, always hear that game show of hers, <laughs> or her animal show or whatever. And also, I just like visiting her. And also, um, yeah, I like helping out. Okay, what's the next topic? Because um, I kind of got off topic, right? but whatever. The next question was about people pleasing. The next question was about people pleasing. And if you feel like you're being raised as a people pleaser, if you even know what that is. What do you mean by people pleasing, people pleaser, people peeing? This this (laughs) interview is really going downhill quickly. Sorry. Do you want to restart? I'm just kidding. Okay. People pleasing. Where you do things to make other people happy. I like doing that. You do? Mm-hmm. Even if it doesn't really work for you, it means that you're if it means that you have to lie. If you're like Yes. 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 Um I I please my friends a lot like that and so. Yeah. So you don't feel extra pressure in your life to take care of your mom and dad if they get old and sick. 
Yeah, I don't feel that much pressure because I do have other siblings. And I, and, um, and, and, shush! And, and, um, and I really, really, um, um, think I, I gonna get a good job because I really, really want to become an orthodontist. Or if I don't become it, I also want to become, like, something else, but I have no idea what that is. But maybe, maybe not. Okay, I don't know. But, um, I do want to become an orthodontist because I just like that kind of stuff. And, um. Well, thank you, Athena Tapia, for coming to speak with me today. Will you come back on the podcast in the future? What do you think? Yes. Okay, last but not least, I have last but not least, I have my son, Justice Tapia. Hi. Hello. How old are you? Eight. Well, you're the same age as Athena. How's that possible? Uh we're twins. Or twins, yeah. Okay. But Athena's older than me about thirty-two minutes. Okay. Fair. So as the baby of the family. I, I'm sorry, you don't even know what I'm about to ask you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, I, I talked to Ari and I talked to Athena about what it's like to live with a Nana. Uh, it's a very unique experience to live with your great-grandparent. What's yeah. that like? Well, it's very, like, it's, so she's, uh, how can I say? She's, like, more... She doesn't really, like, come out of her room. She doesn't need a lot of stuff. I'm very surprised that, that she doesn't be like, oh, uh, I'm, like, she, she cooks herself. She does all this all by herself. And although other people just, like, other older people would be able to not, you know, you would not, you would probably, when you're 89, you're probably not going to know how to cook or, you know, like, be afraid of burning yourself or but she's very tough because she doesn't because she's not afraid of anything or she can still cook for herself and that would be hard i can't even cook for myself because <laughs> well yeah you're you're getting there so the question i had for the girls was that um i wonder when or if people get the responsibility or the pressure in their brain to think that they need to or should take care of their own parents when they get old? Um, so, so like, do you feel pressure or responsibility in your brain for when dad and I get old and we need someone to help take care of us? Not really. No, not really. Why? Um, I feel like you're really strong, um, people, and, and, um, you can, like, you know, you can, you can already do all these things whenever you're 40 and 40, um, too, and, um, and, and I wouldn't be worried, because it's a long way to go until you get pretty old, so. Oh, okay, so it's not, you're not worried about it. Right now, at least. Okay. But in the future, are you worried about it? I might be. You might be? A little bit, but... So you don't feel excessively pressured into... You're shaking your head no. No. Uh, I don't have any pressure right now to um, 
to take care of because I'm only about eight years old. No, <laughs> no, I know, I know. I just meant like, and maybe that's the answer is that an eight year old, eight years old, I'm going too young to figure it out. But there's a point at which people start to feel like that their culture or their family sets them up to say, it's going to be your job someday to take care of your parents. Well, I'm not really, I don't feel so pressured to do, to um, take care of you guys because you're taking care of us right now. Yeah. Um, but in the future, I would say that, um, that I would kind of be pressured because, because, um, you know, we don't have, um, in the future, well, I don't know. I don't know in the future, so I don't know if there's going to be, you know, one of those, like, um, where, like, those, they take care of you and stuff like that. Um, but. Like, Ari uh, mentioned in The Simpsons yeah. that they dropped the grandpa off at the nursing home. Yeah, the nursing home. I don't know if you're going to go to the nursing home, or you're just going to stay at your home, or. But you don't really feel bothered by that, right? I don't feel bothered right now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Do you have any other thoughts on aging parents? Uh, one other thing is that um, I think it is really old. You think I'm old? <laughs> and I'm only about eight in your 40. I'm 41. 41. So you don't have as much to say about this as your sister did. Is that okay? Yeah. You're a man of few words. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what they said, but it took. It sounded like Ari was talking a lot. So yeah, I, I was here whenever she was talking. So okay. Well, thanks for sharing your thoughts with us. Okay. I'll see you later. Bye. In like one minute. <laughs> okay, everyone. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed that episode with my three very special guests. I look forward to talking to you next week. We've got some exciting. Next, can you do that, Athena? Sorry. We've got some exciting episodes coming up. Um, if you enjoyed the podcast, please move over to the Apple Podcast or Spotify and yes. please leave a written review. That would be great. That would help other people find us. Until next time, thank you. Bye.